0: Another installment of learning from Elle's podcast. Don't mind me, my voice a little sick. I love this song though. This portrait. here we go again. Hmm. Mm. ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. My name is Rashid. <sighs> That's right, baby. I'm gonna be your host for this evening this afternoon, this morning whenever you're hearing this. Don't mind me, and my voice is a little sick. I found like uh, I sound like you know a little, a little, a little snuffleupagus, but it's all good. Um, a couple things to get into today, cause there's a lot going on out there. Summertime is coming, and that's right, they're taking them off. The masks, the mask, 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 the mask mask mandates are being lifted. Some of them are being put back into place, so we're going to get into a couple of them things. Uh, We see that uh, a few different areas of the country, our mask mandates are being lifted. (laughs) One of them, are we surprised? Florida. Florida judge is overturning Biden's decision and is going to take away the mask mandates for planes. So if you're traveling on a plane and you're in Florida, you may not have to wear that thing. As a matter of fact, um, not just Florida, some actual U.S. airlines are going and they're making masks now optional. They're not going full in and saying, yo, we're going to get rid of the mandates. You know, you got to be political. You know, you're dealing to a wide audience. But... Um, a few airlines are actually making it optional. Um, these include Delta, American Airlines, United Airlines, Southwest Airlines, Alaska Airlines, and even JetBlue. So we're not going to say that everybody going to make you take them off. But a couple of them airlines are going to stop you. Or a couple of them are going to allow for you to uh, have the option to wear it if you want. So that should be interesting for some people. Ooh, yeah, allergies getting to me, people. Bear with me. Uh, In other news, as far as mask mandates are concerned, Uber and Lyft, they actually go in and they're lifting the mask mandates for riders and drivers. Um, This is going to be intriguing, too, because if you're going out and about and you're catching an Uber, uh, going from one place to the next, you know, you're out there shaking it, moving from one spot to the next. You might just call that Uber up. And sometimes they will ask you to wear a mask. Sometimes they don't. I was in an Uber recently and uh the guy, when we got in the car, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, um, do, do y'all have masks and whatnot? Oh, my, like, yeah, I, I got one. Just give me a second. Let me find it, because I was uh, coming out the club, and they didn't really make me wear it. And, of course, I find it. I put it on, trying to be respectful, but it was a group of a few of us, and uh, two of the guys were not feeling that match shit, so they were like, eh. I don't know, you know what I mean? We only go in ten minutes down the road, and it's like, bro, just come, just, 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 just let the guy go. But, but anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> um, so we're talking about the masks that were uh, that were now, or the, the mask mandate that's now being changed. So now, if you're riding in an Uber, you may or may not have to wear the mask. And um, I, I think that something like this was bound to happen anyway. Uh, but it came out on NBC News; they were talking about it. So NBC News says, uh, ride-hauling giants Uber and Lyft lifted the mask requirements in their vehicles on Tuesday. Uh, The move comes one day after a federal judge in Florida struck down the Biden administration's mask mandate for planes, trains, and buses and other public transport. Uh, U.S. District Judge Catherine Kimball Mizell for the Middle District of Florida said the policy was, quote-unquote, unlawful and ruled that the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention had overstepped its legal authority by imposing the mask mandate. Uber updated its policy early Tuesday, uh, noting that the CDC recommends wearing a mask if an individual has a personal risk, uh, personal risk factors or if the person lives in areas with a high transmission of COVID-19. Quote, Remember, Many people still feel safer wearing the mask because of personal or family health situations. So please be respectful of their preferences, the company said. Lyft, they also updated their policy on Tuesday morning, saying, quote, wearing a mask is now optional for everyone in the car. Uh, the quote, continues, we know everyone has different comfort levels, and anyone who wants to contribute wearing a mask is encouraged to do so, Lyft said. Um, quote, while riders and drivers can always cancel any ride they don't wish to take, for health safety reasons, like not wearing a mask, uh, will no longer uh, appear as a cancellation option in the app. So they're saying now, hey, we're not going to say we're not going to cancel the ride, or we're not going to allow for drivers to cancel rides just because you don't have a mask. I didn't even know that you could do that before, but I guess it's over with now. And following Monday's ruling, the Transportation Security Inf- Administration said it would no longer enforce its security directives and emergency amended requiring requiring masks on public transportation and transportation hubs. Uh, this, this decision sparked a frenzy of new policies with some airlines included, like I just mentioned, such as Delta and United, dropping the face covering requirement while some public transportation services like the Metropolitan Transport Authority in New York City will keep it in place. So we got ourselves an interesting dynamic here because while most of the country is Uh, tired of the pandemic, which is so, so very American of us, to just decide that uh, even though something is considered a health crisis, we're just over it because we want to live our lives. Um, Everywhere isn't really getting rid of the mandates. In fact, in Philadelphia, um, they're going to be, because cases are rising, uh, they're actually going to be re-implementing the indoor mask requirement in certain places as of yesterday, Monday, April 18th. So, as some of the world adapts and some of the things change uh, with the masks, it's not everybody. Um, so this will definitely be something to pay attention to in the coming uh, days and weeks as we get closer to the summertime um, with the hot weather coming, uh, at least in New Jersey anyway, or in New York, New Jersey area. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if people are actually going to follow through with these mask mandates and, and how long they're going to continue. Uh, but let's move along. we got a couple more things to get into. All right, so next we're going to talk about uh, people getting what they want. See, this is the Learner from Elves podcast, so I want to make sure that I'm highlighting a bunch of stories where we could find the lesson, people. We could find the lesson. We got a big one coming up from our, uh, a part of the culture, <laughs> or at least it has been, at least in my college years. That's right, babe. We talk about Netflix. So it just came out today. Uh, this is according to CNBC. The Netflix shares crater 23% after company reports its lost subscribers for the first time in more than 10 years. The article goes on to share that shares of Netflix create or cratered uh, more than 23% on Tuesday after the company reported a loss of 200,000 subscribers during the first quarter. It's the first time the streamer has reported the subscriber loss in more than 10 years Netflix blamed increased competition password sharing as well as inflation and the ongoing Russian invasion of Ukraine for the stagnant subscriber growth ladies and gentlemen what we have here is what I'm going to nominate or what what is in the running rather for L of the week right So Netflix, for the first time in over a decade, they saw a loss. And not only did they see a loss, but a significant one. When the price went down, uh, and now they lost 23%, it's a huge deal. The article goes on to express the shares of Netflix created more than 23% after the company reported a loss of 200,000 subscribers during the first quarter. The company also said it expects the losses to continue, forecasting a global paid subscriber loss of two million for the second quarter. Here are the key numbers. First, their earnings per share. It was three hundred fifty three versus two hundred eighty nine, according to refinitive survey of analysis. Uh, the revenue seven point seven eight billion versus seven point nine three billion according to the same survey of analysis and global paid net subscriber additions a loss of 200,000 compared with two point 73 million as expected according to street account estimates Netflix previously told shareholders it expected to add two point two point five million net subscribers during the first quarter analysis have predicted that number will be closer to 2.7 million during the same period a year ago Netflix added three point nine eight million paid users so their year-over-year numbers They expected it to go down from 3.9 to 2.5, but not only did it go down, uh, they didn't even gain anything. It was a net loss, which is horrendous, right? Uh, The company said the suspension of its services uh, in Russia and the winding down of all Russian paid memberships resulted in a loss of 700,000 subscribers. Excluding that impact, the company said it would have seen 500,000 net additions during the most recent quarter. Additionally, Netflix blamed growing competition from traditional entertainment companies that have launched streaming services as well as password sharing for recent stagnant growth in paid subscriptions. Quote, our revenue growth has slowed considerably. Streaming is winning over linear, and as we predicted, and Netflix titles are very popular globally, uh, the company wrote in a letter to shareholders Tuesday. However, our our relatively high household penetration when including the large number of household-sharing accounts, combined with competition, is creating revenue growth headwinds. The company estimates that in addition to its 222 million paying households, that the service is being shared with more than 100 million additional households through account sharing. Netflix has increased its content spend, particularly on originals, amid tense competition in the streaming space. To pay for it, it's hiked the prices of its service. While the company is exploring other options for growth, like adding video games, analysis and investors are wondering what else Netflix can do to bolster the revenue. Ooh. I'll be honest here, folks. I read this. Uh, <clears throat> we do more than just read the headline here. We want to obviously see the headline, we want to get into the meat and potatoes of the article to find out exactly what's going on. And from the looks of this, Netflix is dealing with a lot of different things that I just don't think they foresaw. We're entering the, the beginning stage, as they say, of an endemic. Um, so now we're starting to kind of get our, our, our situations together. And one of the things that I vividly remember was the boom that existed uh, when the pandemic first started. And when that happened, all the other streaming companies that existed or that were going to exist, rather, they made a push to bring back their content. Right. Like you guys remember when Disney Plus blew up? Over that summer of 2020, uh, go, well, not no, not not the summer of 2020, but going into uh, 2021 when it became a real thing, and you started seeing all the Disney movies come off of Netflix and you know moved over to their platform, all the Marvel stuff, the ESPN things, all the Star Wars stuff, all that stuff was taken off Netflix. Then HBO Max came up. Which in my opinion, <laughs> HBO Max is my favorite of the streaming services right now, hands down. If I'm being all if I'm being all the way true with you. Um, that happened. Recently Paramount came about. Amazon, they're pushing to get some original content. It's so saturated out here. Netflix, they had a chokehold. A chokehold on the community for a while. Like Netflix and chill, that's a real thing. Shout out to all the Netflix and chill babies that's out there. We don't talk about that enough, but one day it's going to be a real thing. You know, you had the baby boom. You know, you had the corona babies, the coronita babies that came out through the pandemic. Well, we don't talk about them Netflix and chill babies enough. (laughs) I'm sure one day it's going to have to have, we're going to have to have a conversation about it. But anyway, um, I think, yeah, oversaturation is definitely a part of it. And then their recent stunt with the password sharing. Hold up, fam. You mean to tell me I've been sharing my password with Netflix for however many years and now all of a sudden uh, y'all are telling me that I can't do that? <sighs> it's crazy because I've been wanting to watch whatever else on every other platform anyway. Like they put themselves in, in position. I, I get why they're doing it because, you know, I got to crack down. You know, can keep the money flowing, you know, keep the lights on. But my boy, my boy, Netflix, y'all, 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 you're doing yourself a disservice here. I mean, clearly the numbers, the numbers suggest that. And I don't think that it was solely just based on the, the, the war in Ukraine. I mean, this is saying that they expected to add a bunch of people, and that just didn't happen. <sighs> Can we pinpoint it to say that it was one specific thing? No. But I'm sure you all know somebody that's got a, a Hulu, a, um, a HBO Max, a, a Paramount Plus. Well, not really many, but a Disney Plus. You know, they have a Netflix Like, it's just a thing, man. I I, I don't know. I just, I don't know how they couldn't have saw this coming. I'm not even in the streaming world, and I knew this was going to happen. HBO Max is taking the world by storm, especially when it started getting to the point where um, before, you know, the restrictions were lifted, at least here in New Jersey, everything was on streaming services. So when a new movie came out, I didn't have to go anywhere. When Justice League came out, the Snyder Cut, which was amazing, by the way, versus the original, long as hell, but it was amazing. Uh, When that came out, it was like, all right. I can stay right here in my house, I can watch it, <laughs> I saw the Batman recently in theaters, um, that was interesting, I, I, I definitely wish I would have watched that one at home, you know, <laughs> especially since he didn't, he, he didn't speak louder than this the entire movie, and, you know, Robert Pattinson's look like, he looks like he hasn't seen Sun since, well, ever, um, so, it was I uh, I don't know I just think it, the convenience of it all and now the content that's being specifically delivered to certain platforms like a Disney Plus with their massive back catalog of nostalgic hits that we all want to see HBO Max getting all the hot shit coming out uh, Paramount Plus coming in there getting a few things like you know what I'm saying like Netflix is keeping us going because there's some shows that are coming out some original content but. You know, you got to pay for it. It takes money to make money. And y'all are making all these reality shows and different things that are great. They used to give all the comedians a bunch of money for the stand-ups and all that. Like, it's cool. But is the juice worth the squeeze? You know, this is what you wanted. This is what you asked for. But anyway, let's move along. Now, in this next segment, I hate to rain on people's parade, but we really need to talk about this because this, this is quite the story that we have on our hands. <clears throat> the next L we're talking about, uh, this one is for at a university in Ohio named Shawnee State. They actually recently agreed on a $400,000 settlement with Professor Nick Merriweather. After a court order determined that the school violated his First Amendment rights. Here we go. The violation of rights. The violation of his First Amendment right. And for someone to get $400,000 paid out to him and be a professor of that school, I wonder what it was that he did to have his rights violated in the first place. Well... The right that was violated was he was refusing to use uh, a preferred pronoun for a transgender student. Meriwether, a devout Christian and philosophy professor, sued the school after it punished him for refusing to use a transgender student's preferred pronouns. Quote, unquote, I guess this means I can call you a C-U-star-star. We're not going to say the word, but my goodness. The student told Merriweather when he was said when he said his religion prevented him from using their preferred pronouns, so that is what the student said to Merriweather, the professor who got the settlement. Merriweather said that he attempted to reach several comp- compromises uh, with the school over pronouns, but they forced him to comply despite his religious beliefs. This is on Daily Mail today. Uh, Shawnee State University agreed to pay four hundred thousand to Professor Nick Merriweather, who sued the school after it. Punished him for refusing to use the student's preferred pronouns in 2018. Meriwether, a devout Christian professor of philosophy who was taught at Shawnee State for 25 years, sued the school for violating his First Amendment rights. Shawnee State and Meriwether reached a settlement on Friday afternoon, or Friday after a unanimous ruling by the 6th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in March 2021, found that the school violated Meriwether's right to free speech and free exercise of religion. Controversy began on the first day of Shawnee's second semester in 2018 when Meriwether responded to a student's question by saying, Yes, sir. Can you believe that all this started over some manners? My goodness. After class, the student who was born a male but identifies as a female asked that Meriwether referred to them as a woman with female pronouns. Meriwether said he could not comply with the student's wishes because they violated his religious beliefs that gender-determined that gender is that a gender is determined from the moment of conception. Court documents say the student began became belligerent when Meriwether refused to comply and told him he would be fired, and said, Quote, I guess this means I can call you a C U blank blank. The student filed a complaint with the school and Meriwether was told by Dean Roberta Milliken. Is that how you say Millican? To refrain from using gender pronouns at all in his class. Meriwether said this was next to impossible and offered to refer the transgender student by their last name only, which Milligan accepted. The student then complained to the school twice more, once after Meriwether referred to them as Mr. before correcting himself, and threatened legal action if they not take action if they didn't take action against Meriwether. Meriwether then offered to refer all students uh, to refer to all students by their preferred pronouns only if he could note in the syllabus stating that he was doing, son, doing so, quote, under compulsion and setting forth his personal and religious beliefs about gender identity. Dean Milliken refused this option on the grounds that it would violate Shawnee's gender identity policy, or Shawnee. Uh, Millikan then informed Meriwether that an investigation was being opened into the complaints against him, which later resulted in the claim that he created a hostile environment in his classroom. The school filed a formal warning against Meriwether and told him that further corrective actions would be taken against him if he did not comply to their demands about how to refer to transgender students. Merriweather said that the school's warning prevented him from addressing gender issues in class discussions because he feared he could be fired or suspended for not following the school's beliefs. He also said that the warning letter would make it difficult, if not, quote, impossible to be hired at another school should he leave Shawnee State. In response to the warning, Merriweather filed Or In response to the warning, Meriwether filed a lawsuit against Shawnee State, alleging that the school violated his First Amendment rights. The suit was initially dismissed, but on March 26, 2021, the 6th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals overturned the dismissal and unanimously ruled that Meriwether's freedom of speech had been violated. Quote, the First Amendment interests are especially strong here because Meriwether's speech also relates to his core religious and philosophical beliefs, Judge Amul Thapar wrote in his decision. If professors lacked free speech protections when teaching, a university would wield alarming power to compel ideological conformity, the par wrote. On Friday, Shawnee State settled with Meriwether and agreed to pay him $400,000 in damages and attorney fees. Public universities should welcome intellectual and ideological diversity, where all students and professors can engage in meaningful discussions without compromising their core beliefs, said said Senior Counsel Tyson Langhofer of the Alliance Defending Freedom. Doctor Merriweather rightly defended his freedom to speak and stay silent and not conform to the university's demand for uniformity of thought. We commend the university for ultimately agreeing to do the right thing and keeping with its reason for existence as a marketplace of ideas. Wow, wow, wow. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the story of Nick Merriweather. And this is the Learning from L's podcast. So, we got to find the the lesson here. What is the lesson here? So many different things to unpack. I mean, first of all, uh, for Meriwether sticking to his guns. My goodness. Talk about seeing it through. The case dismissed. suddenly gets picked back up. I want to know what made them, you know, what made them spin the block? What made them circle back? What made them say, we need to investigate this again? Like, that, that part of the story was left out. I think that would be... That'd be really important to know, but get um, yeah, him sticking to his gums, uh, his guns. Uh, wh- whether you agree with um, his view uh, of, of his religious view, saying that he's gonna stick to the pronouns you were born with, or um, you don't, wh- whether you agree or not, um, just the fact his perseverance, I think, should be highlighted here. As far as whether or not that was right or wrong, I mean, our morals are subjective to who we are. Some people don't care. Some people do. Personally, whoever you are, whatever you are, be that all the time. It won't bother me. I'm not in the way. I want to help you be the best version of you. Whatever that is. Whoever that is. Black, white, purple, green. Doesn't matter to me. But clearly to Mr. Merriweather it does. And now he got 400 of them thangs from the same school, who, by the way, they probably can't fire him right away. He's been there for 25 years, and if they fired him, especially coming hot off this, it would look like retaliation. But my goodness, you get a check for that. And um, the perspective of the student, I, I feel the way I feel the way about the student here, uh, because the student is going through a crisis where they just want to be identified by the pronouns that they're looking to be identified by. And by this guy getting that money and defending his right to free speech in Ohio, of all places, I think it sets a precedent that isn't a good one. Um, You're going to have other people that are going to disrespect this students' right to um, have their pronouns be announced because now they're probably going to be more reluctant to to speak up about what their preferences are, which I think that's kind of fucked up. And, you know, ironic since this whole thing was about free speech. Um... You know, to, to, to tell someone, hey, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna give him money because you guys can't censor his free speech. But then, you're gonna have a student who they're gonna think twice about what they're saying in their their ideal of f- free speech, given these circumstances. So I think that it's uh, it's really unfortunate that it played out this way. I mean. You know, thoughts and prayers out to everybody, really. Uh, The fact that he got all that money is is nuts. And it's going to go to attorney's fees. You know, obviously some of it to him. Even if the attorney was, you know, more than half or half it, whatever. To still come up with that much money. My goodness. I don't know, people. I'm not a doctor. I'm just a guy bringing you the news, baby. All right, and that's it. That's it for today. Uh, again, my name is Rashid, some people call me Rico, some people call me Rashid, my mom is mad at me, she calls me my full name, all that good stuff, this is the learning from L's podcast, I hope, you all have, I hope you all have a good rest of your day, you know, I hope you go out there and you really make a change, you know, you really help somebody, help an old lady across the street, give someone home to something to eat, all those good things. Um... We'll be back again uh, next week. I'm going to begin to get on a more frequent schedule that doesn't coincide with my entrepreneurial and uh, entrepreneurial endeavors. Uh, so I will uh, I will see you guys soon. I hope you enjoyed this podcast today and see you on the next one. until the next show though remember sometimes it's better to think twice before taking the l. y'all be safe out there. Let the nigga put it in, give money the word. Take it back nine six summer the third. That was-